All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our special discussion on the Amazon Lord of the Rings maps. So, of course, these maps have been teased uh, uh, for a while, and we've been kind of holding off talking about them until there was a lot to talk about, and now there's a lot to talk about. So, uh, with the release of the latest map and the uh, the plunge into the Second Age, uh, excitement uh, has uh, has 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 reached a crowning point here, and we could not possibly wait any longer. Uh, so, I'm the only one who I'm you're going to see tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, we're so, so those of us who are here. Uh, we have, of course, uh, I'm joined by, by by two very frequent co-hosts, Dave Kale and Trish Lambert, and we're going to be um, talking about, you know, we uh, of uh, Riddles in the Dark uh, experience, and of course, we've been doing some film for four years, too, so we have a lot to talk about and think about here uh, about this, and... Uh, uh, but we also are joined uh, by a special guest who can't turn on his audio. So you're, I'm the only one you're going to see and hear. Dave and, and Trish, you'll just hear. Uh, and then our, our special guest you will neither see nor hear. Uh, <laughs> however, he is here. And that is, uh, we're joined also by Chris Pearson, the senior lore master at Lord of the Rings Online. Uh, and I'm particularly glad to hear his uh, thoughts about the maps. Uh, because really, like, I don't know. If, if there are five people on planet Earth... Who have spent who more time poring over Tolkien's yeah. maps? I don't know. I don't know who they all could be. Yeah. There are a couple, I, you know, but uh, uh, but uh, not very many. So uh, I'm uh, uh, really glad to hear uh, to hear some of his thoughts. So first off, let's just let's sort of start by looking at the overall framework here. Right now, I've uh, I've extracted them. I've downloaded all five of the maps uh, so that they're all more easily zoomable. Um, but the the thing that's the first thing, of course, just to establish the parameters. Hey, before we do that, yeah. could we mm-hmm. do? Could we actually step back even one step further? Sure. At, to get a little context on this, this is the very, very, very beginning of yes. this show. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they're marketers. They're doing this. All right, and they're not yep. even in production yet. So let's let's kind of remember that context. It is true. It is true. Yeah, we do have to be careful uh, in uh, uh, in drawing. King- so I well, let me say in regards to that, all of the speculation that will happen over the course of the rest of this broadcast <laughs> is premised upon one simple idea. That is, it's premised upon the idea that what they're revealing in these maps is, in fact, relevant to season one of the show that well, is, will actually yeah. emerge. Uh, you yep. know, if it turns out that the things that they're doing here are not connected with it. So, because I mean, there are some things that I think we can conclude really clearly. In yes, fact, assuming this there is are. accurate, I think we, we can get a fairly, seems to me, reasonably clear uh, sense of the shape of season one, assuming it's all relevant only to season one. But um, but obviously, kind of all bets are off if it turns out that the marketing department is 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 way ahead of the game and uh, the writers are like uh, not g- going in this direction. So right, yeah. Right. So you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think you know, I, I do think we can draw some maybe like arc, like umbrella type yeah. of things, you know, or well, what it might. Include. I mean, I think there are some very interesting things we can glean. Maybe I just wanted to say that because people are going out. People are like, well, it's confirmed that it's in the second age. No, it's not confirmed that it's in the second <laughs> they age. They said it so, but I mean, like they said yeah. that, but, but yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, they, were, know, they, they also they previously also confirmed, confirmed it was, it was Aragorn. Right. Yeah. Young Aragorn, right? Yeah. So, I mean, come on, yeah. people. 
Yeah, it could be that there's just like a, a rogue marketing person who's just a huge fan <laughs> of maps. <laughs> or or we end up with the second age, but it's in a prologue, like Galadriel's prologue in Fellowship yeah. of the Ring, right? Yeah, <laughs> like there's five a, minutes. <laughs> maybe there's like a, a like a like a rogue, like huge fan who 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 dug through all of the legal documents, realized they had the I rights to the Amazon maps. computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are going crazy. It's like, oh, I can, oh, I can, I have access to these maps now and the Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's exactly the kind of operation they're running there over at Amazon Prime. You know, that's that's just what Jeff Bezos's money purchases. I'm sure. Um, but anyway, okay, so. Okay. Um, As you were. So yeah. So with with, with uh, absolutely important to start with those disclaimers. Uh, you know, we only know what we know, and so we're only everything that we're going to be saying is based on what we're given here, and so sort of assuming that. One other thing. So I would I would lead with the fact that the one clearest thing, right? The one most obvious conclusion that we can draw, I think, is they have access to unfinished tales. Right. I mean, that that or like the lawsuit has already right. begun, you know, because right. there's a great deal of stuff here, which yeah. is Either just they have it or they're stuff. waving the cape in front of the bull. That is the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's there's th- those are the only two possible readings uh, of this material. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I definitely um, I definitely which is really intriguing. It's that very alone. intriguing. I mean, that, that alone. I mean, we knew that they had come to a different agreement like that they had signed a different set of rights right. with the estate uh and with harper collins and we knew that it cost them a, a boatload of money um and the details of that were not released so of course much speculation has been on that you know and of course you know one of the first questions people are always asking was like does that mean they're gonna be able to do the silmarillion uh to which my answer is as always is christopher tolkien alive okay so i don't think so um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I don't think so. Um, but anyway, unfinished tales is very clear, and uh, and and this is, I mean, the, the place where this is most obvious and perfectly clear is, of course, in the Numenor materials there uh, on map five, um, the most recent map. This stuff, almost every one of these names, not all of them, but certainly like all the region, like this, this is this is an unfinished tales map. Um, it's not the entire map from Unfinished Tales, uh, but if you don't have access to Unfinished Tales, this is, as Trish said, the cape dangled in front of the bull. Um, so, so yeah, either they have the rights or, or they're really dumb. So that's by itself already really, really interesting because Unfinished Tales gives them access to a great deal more uh, than they had in just extrapolation from the... Uh, uh, from the, And I'm sure... Chris, uh, I'm sure you're uh, a little envious, right? I know how scrupulously you, uh, you guys in Lotro have avoided uh, going outside the remit, which is the published Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, um, and the the sort of nuggets that you get in the uh, in the appendices, and certainly uh, the ability to go and and, you, and <laughs> use that. <laughs> he says he's in tears. Yeah, exactly. I bet. I bet. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing to be, so just what it opens up let me just say like a little bit more like not not just not just kind of to 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 focus on the trees but just to back up and look at the forest for a second unfinished tales is the first post silmarillion publication so after tolkien dies christopher tolkien publishes the silmarillion 
first. The next thing, like, so the of all of like the long career that Christopher Tolkien is then going to have of publishing all of his father's other writings and everything else, the next big Lord of the Rings thing that we get is Unfinished Tales. And what it represents is not everything by any means, of course, as will later be seen in the history of Middle-earth, but uh, a very great deal of the most interesting and relevant of Tolkien's later thoughts on the Lord of the Rings. So he did a lot of, he spent a lot of time after uh, the the writing and especially after the publication of The Lord of the Rings, both in response to people's questions and in his own sort of thinking and developing things, developing stories, fleshing out characters that are barely touched on, um, filling in things like what were the Nazgul actually up to and what were their movements, you know, and 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 what really happened at the um, at the Fords of Eisen and so many things, right? Um, so uh, anyway, all of that, uh, all of that stuff, all of that that later development of thought as he be- as he continues to do his world building, which he uh, obviously sort of couldn't stop doing, right? Uh, as he continues to answer his own questions and others, uh, that to, so being able to include that whole section of his life, essentially, again, not everything from that section in his life, again, but but you know the highlights of that whole section of his life say the the decade at least after the lord of the rings came out um that's huge i mean it's i i don't, it is a game changer it doesn't change everything um but it is going to be a, a a significant enrichment uh of this entire project even in ways that that go beyond like do they have rights to a specific name or a specific character or anything there are so many things so yeah exactly as Kat Sass was pointing out the the further development of the story of Galadriel and what she has been up to because remember Galadriel's invented in the Lord of the Rings if you're like hey isn't Galadriel in the Silmarillion yeah the references to the Sil- to, in the Silmarillion to Galadriel are the few that Christopher Tolkien went back and kind of added you know the the added it, it's the minimalist version of Goadriel retconned into the Silmarillion. She was a character who emerged during the writing of the Lord of the Rings, and after her emergence, he's like, "Dude, like, what's her story? <laughs> right? I've got to integrate her story." Um, she obviously has a backstory that has to fit with like the first and second age, as I've already described it. So I need to work that out. So yeah, so that that's one of the things. Uh, the the Astari, who was Gandalf, who are the wizards, and what are they, and what were they doing, and why uh, the Palantiri, and how they work, and all that stuff. The fall of Isildur, Gondor, Rohan. There's yeah, there's there's a great deal of stuff in there. Um, and Tony, Tony is emphasizing the Astari as well, and that's another thing I would point to again as a really good example, not only of um, of sort of particular illusions like particular names and things that are in uh uh that 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 you get access to but more than that um that it's it's like entire concepts and things which are which you can say are kind of implicit or you can kind of project into it but you can really begin to work with and therefore get some of the vocabulary in there and everything um uh that you that you it just it it really frees you up in so many ways um, so I think it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's the, 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 the first thing that I, that I wanted to just say is that, that very big point, uh, that we're getting unfinished tales material here, obviously. Um, do you guys want to go through sort of the map progression and how that, how that works here? 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the yeah, f- the first the first four maps are all connected, right? Uh, very clearly. So the very first map they released is this uh, totally unlabeled map, right? That was the very first thing that they released, um, and it's kind of interesting, uh, but uh, obviously not exceptionally revealing. The second map then contains these big labels, and of the big labels that it uh, contained, to me, the one that was most interesting was Kalinarthen, right? I was just going to say that, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, sort of context- gives us a little bit of context here, right? That's one of the first clear, right. we're not talking about the end, this is not an end of the Third Age map, people, right? right? Um, right. Yep. Which is important because it's also not even a young Aragorn map, because Aragorn did not right. predate the, 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 the ride of Errol the Young, right? So, uh, But we do have Mordor, which puts us post- Baradur building. Right. right. After the building of Baradur. But that happens in the Second Age, so we have a little bit more um, uh, leeway there. So uh, let me not uh, uh, make assumptions. Kalinarthen is Rohan, of course, the place that which that which will later be named Rohan. Um, so before Errol the Young comes down, when Kalinarthen is just like the northernmost province of the over, like the Gondorian realm, it's called Kalinarthen. Uh, so this, uh, the, 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 the label Kalinarthen gives a, an upwards bound on the chronological relevance of this map. Like this map can't be talking about any time later than the ride of Aerol the Young, because after that That's it would have been Rohan. Chris just asked the question I was going to have. Is Dun- are Dunlendings in Kalinarthen? Uh, well, there Or the were, ancestors of the yeah, Dunlendings? Probably. I mean, how you're going to handle that is one really interesting question, right? I mean, we uh, spent a long time talking about this when we were looking at the, um, the Treason of Isengard um, uh, in the Mythgard Academy class and sort of how Tolkien seems to be handling this and how that concept seemed to emerge. It is clear that the Dunlendings say that the Rohirrim have taken their land, so they right. seem to be invested in that. We're told very little other than that Kalinarthen had been sparsely, was had been for some time sparsely peopled. It doesn't say peopled sparsely by whom um, exactly. Right. Uh, so yeah, how exactly that's you know, was, 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 was going to be, you know, handled or, 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 or what else is going on. So, um, so yeah, Tony Kalinarthen is a Gondorian name. So that would suggest what? that this map has not only a late, but an early bound as well. Right. Uh, that is to say Kalinarthen is not a second age name because it's a Gondorian right. name. So it would have to be after the establishment of the kingdom of Gondor. So by itself, this is why Kalinarthen was such an interesting name but to me when the second we're map not came out. Fascinating that Kalinarthen is the only thing that they right. released. You know, mm. there's nothing else in, in, in Gondor, nowhere in Gondor, uh, is there, or Arnor, you know, there's Eriador in Linden, but there's nothing about Arnor or Gondor at just that one thing. And so this, by the way, leads me to another, um, another uh, uh, little sub-conclusion. The thing that I found most... So, again, I, I, unless we think they're operating by dumb luck, I was really pleased that like, it seemed that the people who were releasing the stuff in the maps knew what they were talking about, right? Which, you know, like is interesting to learn. That is to say, Kalinarthen is a really interesting name. Like, of all of the names in that region to choose, 
if they want to try to be giving teasers of like what area in time, uh, you know, in Middle Earth history, this story is taking place in Kalinarthen is a really, really intriguing one uh, for them to uh, for them to release. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Now, Tony, you're right. Gondor is founded at the end of the Second Age. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. It's it's easy to to kind of be sloppy about that, right? Think about the beginning of the of the Third Age as the uh, as the beginning of of Gondor, and it's not. Of course, the end, the beginning of the Third Age, the or rather the end of the Second Age, is the overthrow of Sauron, right? And so there is a time when Gondor is established and is at war with, uh, you know, it's intention there with Mordor, right? Prior to the final battles of the last alliance. Uh, so there certainly uh, is some is some overlap there. Um, uh, Tim brought up this stuff. Uh, this is, I'm kind of stream of consciousness here, but sure. I'm also kind of fascinated by those forests to the east in Rune and up against those mountains there on the east. I don't remember seeing those in Tolkien's maps. These over here, yeah, to the to the east yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of of Rune. and also re- yeah. around that lake there too. Yeah, I don't the northeast. Side. I don't remember this segment of the map either, and I didn't get a chance to go back and look at all the maps to uh, to see. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody recognize those? Um, Not me. Okay. Yeah, uh, Eric Muller Harder suggests that the mountains and forests in the extreme east aren't on any of Tolkien's draft maps or in Christopher's redrawings. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, that, those seem to be those seem to be new. Um, which by itself is interesting, right? I mean, so on the one hand, you could say, well, maybe they didn't want to just have a lot of blank space, but could be blue wizard country. <laughs> could be blue wizard country <laughs> or antwife country. You know, again, see now here's where we don't want now. Okay, so we have to be careful. We have to, we have to, we have to distinguish between stuff we have positive evidence for and yeah. stuff that's just like there's a bunch of things I think they just seem to be kind of leaving the door open for, right? Right. Um, yeah. Are they leaving the door open for more stuff to take place over here in Rune so that they're actually gonna flesh out Rune? Are we gonna get like a blue wizard subplot, right? Are we gonna are we gonna actually see what happens out in the east? Um, it's certainly tantalizing. I mean, it's certainly um, uh, uh, very. It's a very attractive idea. I don't know why they would put them if they weren't going to do anything with them, but maybe. Tony says they're in the Atlas of Middle-earth. So, okay. Oh. Okay. Ah. The Karen okay. Fonstad okay. uh, Atlas of Middle-earth. i get my copy okay. of it. I know where right. that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Chris was just talking about that, too. Yep. Um, but I agree, Mark. If they weren't interested in that, they could easily have cropped that. I mean, this map could easily have been cropped, you know, just below Mordor and just by the uh, just to the to the east of the lake, right? Uh, and indeed, that would have been almost a more like canonical place to crop it, really. Uh, so, and I think um, we're 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 stipulating we're stipulating that they know what they're doing. Uh, yes, exactly. There's- Basically, this 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 whole conversation is kind of 
not not moot, but a lot less interesting if every single every every topic of this kind um, could be explained by the marketing people just got a bunch of maps thrown at them and they kind of just did what they could with it, you know, or they just sort of were on, uh, you know, they're like free reign, um, you know, which which is entirely possible. Uh, it could be that some people just like, oh, that looks cool. Let's put, oh, there's a lake. That adds some color. Let's add that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I mean. Now, see, what, being uh, a marketer myself, I'm actually think that I, I'm actually much more suspicious. I actually think if they did it, and if it's a red herring, it's on purpose. It's not just let's <laughs> right. Just, right? Uh, let's, uh, let's analyze them and make them all do exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. That, yeah. Oh, that okay. That's possible too. But I think you know <laughs> that doesn't make for a very interesting podcast. So, so I no, think we'll, we'll no, and nor, we'll, we'll stipulate they know what they're doing. Nor is it a very smart, uh, 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 like investment on their part. You know, I mean, um, the. Um, uh, that is to say, if they're just going to throw random stuff, you know, like, I, I, unless unless they it's short sighted is what I'm saying. Unless they paid for a bunch of stuff sight unseen, and then the Tolkien <laughs> State just dumped a bunch of maps and notes on them, <laughs> or maybe the Tolkien it's the Tolkien Estate that's actually doing these maps and they're like releasing them to Amazon one at a time. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> Although the theory that the Tolkien estate is deliberately trolling the Amazon people is fun, <laughs> I don't really believe that. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I think it's the opposite. I think these marketers are being held to very high standards. I mean, I think because I think this has been a huge investment on Amazon's part. Yeah. yeah. So I think everybody at Amazon's taking this like super seriously. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So I and again, I, I'm. This is why I I am interested in the the choice of the of of. Uh, so, um, yeah. the appearance of the word Kalinarthan on the map was the first thing that uh, sort yeah. of got me excited about the idea that they seem to kind of know what they're talking about. Not uh, to not to jump ahead, but does this does this confuse things a little bit? Um, given that this seems kind of more contemporaneous with the founding of Gondor, um, whereas then then you know the fifth map we're now looking at Numenor, which points us to much earlier in the Second Age. I don't think it does. I, I mean, that is to okay. say, I think that those two are easily reconcilable. Um, but uh, now Jared is absolutely right. The inclusion of Mordor gives us an earliest date of about uh, Second Age, a thousand or so, uh, when mm-hmm. Sauron began building Barad-dûr. Um, now Barad-dûr, of course, Jared isn't on here right now. Of course, we don't know yet, but uh, you know. So, but but I agree. The fact that it is labeled Mordor does uh, does give us an, an an early date. And I don't. I would think even say after any... a thousand because wasn't didn't Sauron do it in secret? I mean. A map maker right. wouldn't have known in a thousand. It would have been much later. Yeah, we'd have to speculate about the provenance of this map, right? Which, by the way, the fact that they have given us a map which uh, looks like a, a folded contemporary document, right, yeah. which has all of those, uh, all those, all those artifacts there on it, um, uh, it, does seem to kind of invite us to wonder, like, who's like whose sweaty pocket does this map usually sit in? You know, and uh, and and who drew it. <laughs> Right, um, Gandalf's you... pocket, right? He carried around the stupid key for ninety-nine years. Or... <laughs> right, exactly. A deep impression of uh, Thrain's key uh, from, from <laughs> in his pocket for ninety years. Um, but um, anyway, yeah. So, so we, if we assume that 
the cartographer here is um, uh, knows what he's talking about. You know, can we assume an omniscient uh, cartographer? I'm not sure that we can necessarily, but you know. <laughs> that, okay, I ne- love the next conspiracy theory we need to rule out by stipulation that the that the in-world person making the maps has no idea what they're doing. Right, exactly, yes. <laughs> so I just want to go back and let folks know on page 38 and 39 of the Atlas of Middle-Earth, it's in the second age of Arda section. Um, there's a round version of this, and you do actually see those easternmost yeah, yeah, mountains yeah, exactly. and the forest. Yeah. So. yeah. And actually there's a forest on the other side of the mountains too, which isn't showing on this map. Right, right, okay. Um. Okay, all right. So let's move on to the third map because we're just adding to the same map. So to this third map, we add, as you can see, I'm just going back and forth here to see, so to highlight the names that get placed. So all of the major names stay, and a few new names begin. Forlinden and Harlinden, the Minhiriath, the Enidwife. So all of these names along the coast, right, the coast of Eriador get named along with down here right Ross Morthill and Belfalas all harbors right all ports along the coast there and a couple other things Laura Lindoranen right which is of course as you will probably recall the name uh, that Treebeard uses for Lothlorien and I think that was it. Let me go back and forth a couple more times here. Let me see. Hang, oops, hang on. I've zoomed now, so it's not doing my thing anymore. Whoa. Oh, no, I've messed it up. Oh, well. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so. Okay. Oh, right, and James is reminding us that Faramir calls it that too. Which is important, I agree, James, because this suggests something from uh, uh, something from the uh, from Gondorian lore, right? Not just from the personal long memory of Treebeard the Ant. Okay. So what conclusions... So now this is hard because I don't... I think actually I've been super busy and traveling a lot. I missed this one. I didn't see this one when it came out, uh, the map. I, 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 I'm... I'm I missed the map on Twitter when it when it emerged, and so I didn't see this, and so I don't have any like I don't have any record of my thoughts at the time when this was released. In retrospect, it seems fairly clear, right, that we are getting all of these coastal places along the edge of Middle Earth, all and and in particular the ones which we know to be most important to the Numenorians, right. Um, they had a lot of landings along here, uh, from Linden all the way down through into the Bay of Belfalas. In particular, of course, like the area where the faithful uh, were. So yeah, Cat uh, Numenorean expansion is exactly what what we're we're getting there. And Tony, yeah, the fact that we're getting four Linden and Harlinden that we're breaking down Linden into into its sort of two portions here does suggest some focus on detail there, some uh, uh, development. Right of uh, of of the kingdom of Linden. Um, I, again, I'm not saying they're inventing stuff about the kingdom of Lin- of Linden. I'm saying our attention is being drawn to that. Like of all of the big blue labels, right? 
I would not have guessed that Lyndon is going to be the one that we're going to like break it down into parts, right? Maybe Eriador. I'd be like, <laughs> can we get different parts of Eriador? Is that are we going to get different parts of Ravanian? No, no, no. We're getting different parts of Lyndon. Whereas Eriador and Ravanian remain undivided, chiefly, right? Um, in this second map. So again, that would seem to place a significant emphasis on on Lyndon there. Um, yeah, and Chris does make the point, and I had seen this too. When you get to map four, we have Moria rather than Khazad Doom, which was kind of an interesting thing. Yes, yeah, the uh, the 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 label there of, uh, of uh, yeah, that is uh, really interesting. Um, yeah, now James points out the only time that Ras Morthil, uh, which is why I zoomed in on this one, because the rest of them, the rest of the names are more or less familiar enough that like even from a distance, like I, I don't have to zoom in to say to know that this is Belfalas, right? Because we're we're sort of familiar right. with where that is. But uh, but definitely, you know, my first reaction here is, wait, what? Ras Morthil? Yeah, I was about okay. to say. Yeah. I was about to say, did you catch Ras Morthil? It's like, whoa. Which, which of these things is not like the other? And the only reference <laughs> to it. Uh, is in the is in unfinished tales from the story of Alderion and Arendis from one of Alderion's early travels. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely Numenorian uh, uh, voyaging context, and you will recall that um, in uh, uh, Anari uh, Alderion rather sorry uh, um, Alderion's voyages, one of the things that they were doing a lot of was forestry work here in Enidwyth and Minhiriath. There were great forests in this region, uh, which were. Uh, uh, largely harvested by the Numenorians for shipbuilding uh, during this time. Now, there aren't forests on this map, right? We get forests in other places. We're not seeing forests yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. So interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, that. Um, so you don't think that this is a portent of a Druidine uh, subplot? <laughs> not necessarily not necessarily i mean it this is still... hombre han's ancestor <laughs> right uh, i'm still we not have a love story between a numenorian and a druidan sorry right yes <laughs> yeah. no. i still think that this is most likely a third age map or a late late second age map that we're looking at um uh probably um but uh anyway let's uh Let's keep going to map four. Hang on, let me see if I can. Also, you didn't uh, on neither of those maps. You you haven't mentioned for the Fordwife yet. Fordwife, yeah. Now, are we doing anything in Fordwife? Is it now? Because see, this one could just be a name to. It could just be a boundary, right? You know, we've got we we also have Harid and Khand, which I'm not. 100% sure we're doing very much with here, right? Um, the very, the fact mm-hmm. that Harad is down here, like, that, that the word south is on the southern edge of the map <laughs> does not necessarily convince me that, like, we're focusing with great detail here. In fact, it's a little bit interesting. Uh, you notice what's not here is Umbar, right? Which was a major Numenorean port, but it was a major, uh, you know, so, but it's not here, right? So again, which suggests to me the primary emphasis is on uh, like the, the 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 more northern ones, which the more northern uh, landings of the Numenorians, which were more um, of the uh, the faithful. Do you think there's any um, uh, anything to? Uh, I can't talk Sunday night. What can I tell you? <laughs> significance. I'm a writer. Can you tell I'm a writer? The words just come. Um, <laughs> do you think there's any significance to if you look like um, 
like Ford White and Edit White as an example, okay, they both basically have the same weight in terms of the size of the of the letters, mm-hmm. but the one is all caps and the other is not. I, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm kind of on a fence as to whether that's significant. Well, I think, I mean... Of course, the other thing is that, like, the Ford Wyth was in the second map and, and Ed Wyth wasn't, right? So oh, and Ed Wyth wasn't. That's none right. None of the yeah, new things right. that are added are in blue. So they added oh. all the blue. And I, and they did not, see, so yeah, they didn't add any new blue labels. Everything that got added is in upper uppercase. Yeah, so uh, basically, for the first three maps, clearly, and, and this will proceed on into the fourth, okay. This is all one map. These are not different maps. This is all one right. map. And what we're getting right. are different layers of detail, right? So, you know, we have like, here's the continent and then here's the basic labels and then here is the uh, sm- the smaller labels and now much more detail here in the fourth map. Still the same map. Again, you can see it's pretty much the same, but we get a lot more detail here. Now we're getting um, uh, we're getting roads. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. From like, if you look at if you if you look mm-hmm. at Rovanian up here, right, we're getting no dwarf road and now we get the dwarf road. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting rivers. This labeled. is where we have Moria too. You know. Yeah, exactly. So if we, yes, if we move in here, what's on the east side of the Misties there on the other side? Okay, Kelebdil. Okay. Oh, the the names of the yeah the the mountains, which is Fenuidal, interesting that they name Kelebdil and Karathras. Yes, they're elvish yeah. names. They're elvish names, right? The, the El- so you know those are the three mountains whose names we know in 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 common. Uh, you know, what the elves call them, what the men call them, and what the dwarves call them. Right. They're elvish names. Right. And Moria. So, in other words, this seems to be clearly a post-fall of Durin ah. uh, uh, and thing. And Imladris is with us, and so is Amonsul. Exactly. We have Imladris uh, and Amonsul. Um, uh, one of the things on uh, 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 Tolkien Collector's uh, uh, Gateway... Um, Really wonderful uh, uh, um, analysis that was posted there. He was pointing out, which I hadn't noticed, all seven sites of the seeing stones are there. Uh Um, Right? You've got Amonsul and Emin Beride and Enuminas in the north, and then you've got Orthanc Uh down here. uh, sort of all by itself. It's the and only thing in Kalanarthen. And he also pointed out that it's the only one that's, Orthanc is also the only one that's in caps of all those. Yeah, which, of is, all those which is kind of locations, interesting. Which is right? interesting. And then, of course, the three down here in, in, in the main right. part of, uh, in the main part right. of Now, Umbar appears here now on the, on the fourth map. Um, I think it, this is safe to say this is definitely, you know, post-establishment of Gondor. <laughs> Yeah, you think? You think? I think so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Though, of course, we do have a very clear northern, or n- northern. Uh, I shouldn't say northern. Uh, I shouldn't use that particular metaphor. Uh, upward bound, right? Because we have Minas Ithil, right? So it's obviously not Minas Morgul. Uh, so right. we're, right. you know, right. we're, we, we, we know again. It can't be, um, which again precludes. Young Aragorn, certainly. Yes, it um, does indeed. Angmar's yeah. not on this map, is it? Is Angmar um, on this map? Uh, is Angmar on this map? No. I don't remember saying it. Nothing. We do have a Numinous, right? We have a Numinous, so that would be... Uh, yes, we have both a Numinous uh, yeah, and Fornos and Amonsul. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Arnor uh, also. Though um, not the name. Gundabad is... Yes. Yeah, no. No. Gundabad, yeah. Another Gundabad all caps is up there. there. Yep. 
Yeah. And again, he pointed out on the token collector, I had forgotten that that was actually originally a dwarf stronghold, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. taken by the by the orcs. Yeah. Now, Chris is pointing out that there's a very short window uh, of time when you would have both Moria and Minas Ithil. Um, uh -huh. uh, so that's um, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark is asking if we zoom in enough. Does Tom Bombadil's house show up? No, 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 it, no, it doesn't. Uh, not exactly. Um, Shire's not even here, is it? Just uh, no, that but little, I mean, there's the old forest. Like, right so there would be a, if you, old if you zoom in huh? closely, I don't think we have any hints of Tom Bombadil's <laughs> house exactly somewhere around here. Um, I have to admit, I'd, I, the I, Barrow Downs, I, assume, I, or what I would will have be been tempted. To, yeah, exactly. The Barrow Downs right there. I would have been tempted to add a slightly larger tree in the middle of it. <laughs> to suggest or old man. Feather. Um, have a feather sticking up out, out of the trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and yet, yeah, I, I, Natasha, you're right. No, no Brie, right? We and we have. Yeah, no Brie. That's right. You know, it's right here, right? There's the crossroads. There's there's crossroads. The, this That's is where the prancing is, pony is, right? Exactly, right. X marks the spot of the prancing pony right there, but there's there is no That's label right. for Bree. Um, so was that teeny tiny forest there? Is that like the Shire? Do you think? That's the Chetwood, I think. Oh, the Chetwood. That's right. It would be, of yeah. course. It's the Chetwood and, the, and Midgewater right there. Mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah, nothing. So Shire, vaguely near the letter D, but right. uh, uh, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, nothing. Nothing definitely set. Um, okay, so... And we still have Cal and Arthon, which I guess isn't too surprising because everything on here is Elvish. But there's no uh, intimation of anything uh, right. Rohanish, Rohiric. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rohanish. <laughs> I'm such a Tolkien scholar. <laughs> Nothing Rohanish. <laughs> yeah, no. Orthonk is it. Orthonk yeah. is it. Yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. only thing that gets add has been added here to this whole area. Um, uh, now, it, uh, sorry, thanks, James. James was just looking up the dates and saying um, uh, 1980 uh, is when the Balrog awoke and 2002 uh, is when Minisithil fell. So, uh, you know, as uh, Chris was saying, there's a very narrow window of time, right? Yeah, um, yeah like 22 years. Wow. But that's assuming they were... Um, that that's assuming that they would have been uh, uh, that they're being super meticulous about the name Moria. Um, chance that they're uh, maybe playing a little fast and loose with that with the dates there, um, or maybe who knows? Maybe in the course of doing their adaptation. They've decided to shift the chronology around. I mean, who would do that first? First of all, but, um, sorry, making a self referential lunatic. Only a lunatic would do that. Um, we have discovered in the course of our film film discussions that it is super convenient to change the the chronology around, uh, and we often choose to do that for the sake of this of of uh, uh, for story related reasons. Uh, Things so, to dovetail properly. Uh, yeah. certainly if they've decided to make, uh, the, uh, 
the rise of Durin's bane, the the rise of Durin's bane earlier than it is in the text. Uh, I would be living in a glass house. We would be, there. we would be understanding. Yeah, it was the Lonely Mountain on previous maps. I, it probably was. I just wasn't noticing. The mountain itself was. Yeah, I don't think there, okay. there are any. I don't think there are any features that are new. It's just the labels. It's just the labels. Okay. It's just the labels. Everything else was there, including, of course, the hill, which will be Dol Guldur eventually, mm-hmm. but which is not right. labeled. Um, uh, yeah, and none of the other labels change again. Not between maps three and four. Right, so so this is the this is the end of the slow development. Now, notice we still have it's mostly the between the mountains and the sea portion of Gondor here, right? That is uh, uh, that is being filled out, uh, including Pelargir, of course, very very notably, and the Aethir Anduin, and the rivers, the Morthond and the Ringlo, uh, coming down from the mountains. Um, Baradur is now labeled as well as Oradruin. So, okay. Um, trying to see if there's anything else that I thought was particularly interesting. Mythland. There. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that kind of strikes me as a little bit like, again, if, if I had to shortlist, you know, we can't put all the cities and towns and things in there. So which <laughs> ones do we need? Like Mithlond would not have been on my short list, I think, uh, there. So, um, yeah. Now, Mike points does point out the really interesting uh, point that, of course, uh, Tolkien himself put the name Moria in the inscription on the gates of Khazad-dûm, Right. Which seems to be a mistake, um, or rather, uh, not a mistake so much as uh, uh, a, a relic, a, a relic, mm. yeah, a, a relic right. of the earlier days when the mines of Moria, you know, because the mines of Moria are in the Hobbit, obviously. Uh, so that name Moria is clearly the original name, um, and the mines of Moria predates. I'm pretty sure this is true. He wrote mines of Moria in the Hobbit before he invented the name. Khazad-dûm, which was, of course, originally one of the names for one of the dwarf holds there in uh, uh, in um, Beleriand, um, and then he decided to shift it and use it, uh, you know, for this one. Um, but um, anyway, yeah. So Tony is excited to see Kierden, right? If it, you know, if this suggests that we're going to get Kierden, uh, the ship right here, uh, and he better have a beard. He better be bearded, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, good. And Eric, you're right. It's not just the label. It's also the little dot for Baradur, right? Right. The, that little, the, the little, the little diamond. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Caden seems to have it, is, is positing a boundary of second age 3320 with, with when Miss Ithel still exists, and before Second Age thirty four forty one, so Barador exists. Hmm. Um. I hate dealing with dates off the top of my head because I'm not good at that. I always have to have all my books out and be comparing dates. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, see, Sharon brings up a good point, which is, of course, you know, we do this in in film film, which is, yeah, you know, there could be a frame, right? And this is all could back, be. you know, flashback being, you know, teaching young Aragorn stuff about the Second Age. Could be. <laughs> if they do it's that, possible. if they do that, can I just say, if we have child Aragorn oh, being taught lessons, of the, then yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're going to employ our legal team because we yeah. suspect that one of the writers for this show is a film film listener. Yeah. <laughs> although, yeah. although, why didn't we think of the idea of having young Aragorn take geography classes from Elrond, <laughs> pouring over maps? I think we. I think that'll make for that. fascinating television. I think we didn't do that because we thought it would be super boring. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, and we also kind of like set a boundary as to how much flashbacking we were going to do, yeah, or flashing exactly. back we were going to do, and this would this idea would require a lot of flashback. Yeah, yeah, it would. Okay, well, so the real point of interest then comes, and the real explosion of interest comes with the introduction of Map Five, which is especially interesting because it is a uh, this unlike the first four which are all elaborations of the same map right again same map increasing number and level of labeling as we go through map five is a completely different map um, first of and all of everybody course, says it's, it's much bigger <laughs> right uh, yeah. it's folded into ninths instead of quarters right so you know you have to you have to fold each side twice so obviously this is a uh, getting much harder to fold this map in the sweaty pocket of whoever's carrying it also it. appears much older doesn't it i mean it's pretty well wor- well worn it's been yeah gandalf's been carrying this one in his pocket for like 900 years instead of only 90 years <laughs> right um Kyrdan gave it to him when he gave him the ring when he arrived <laughs> right Val- right from valinor and the whole, uh, I mean, so we get all of this Harad down here, right? Which is kind of fascinating. I mean, you kind of suspect that it, it's just because they want to show the relative position of Numenor. Um, uh, but maybe this means we're actually going to elaborate <laughs> Harad. But the com- almost complete blankness of the Harad map is... Um, is much more. And yeah, and Tony, we do get Umbar now, right? So that's, right. that's one extra label. And also uh, Harnan as well, right? Up here. Mm-hmm. So we do get a little bit more down here, but still the focus is still primarily on the northern parts. Now, without even looking at the island of Numenor, we already know this is a Second Age map. Right? Look at all these forests that weren't there in the old map. These are the forests that the Numenorians cut down in the making of their tree, in the the, the felling of the trees in order to make their ships, right? So um, this is... this is clearly again. We don't need. We don't even need to see anything else to know that this is a second age map. Um, And Lorien's name has been um, abbreviated Lorinand. It's Lorinand now, which is an older name, exactly. And Austin Ethel, the 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 city of the of of. Celebrimbor is here now, right? So this is this is right. clearly in the time of Eregion, right? At the time of the at the time of the forging of the Rings of Power, and Khazad-dûm is now no longer labeled Moria; it's now labeled uh, Khazad-dûm. We still have the Elvish names of the mountains here. Um, Eregion, that name Eregion was not in the other map, right? Pretty sure it was not. Um, so. Uh, we're still getting, we get a lot of these. Uh, 
It was Treebeard, wasn't it, that described being able to walk the breadth of Middle Earth in a forest, right? A squirrel, him a squirrel was able a, to run. From a squirrel him. could right, run, yeah, right. uh, from tree to tree. Uh, the squirrel would have to be a pretty good leaper to make it from the old forest <laughs> all the way down yep. uh, to yep. Fangorn. I have to say, there's some empty bits yep. here, but um, Tree, maybe Treebeard I, may have been may have been employing some hyperbole. Right, it could be a flying yeah. squirrel, Curtis. I think it'd have to be a rocket squirrel, frankly. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's a whole different show. Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, really, not, not one that we're much interested in earlier. at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, which, um, yeah. Okay, so... Interesting. We still get Gundabad. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. It's sort of weird that they the the and sort of yeah the progression here is kind of odd in that they you know like the progression through maps one two three four I suppose maybe they were there wasn't actually chronological progression they were just filling in details but it yes. sort of gives the feel a little bit and then this one sort of weirdly moves back in time but persists yep. some of the details of the fourth map yes. Yep. Yes. I mean, we're back now to not having Gondor, uh, north or south uh, yep. Gondor. No Baradur. Um, no Baradur. Not no even Baradur. a Moria, I don't think. Is, not even, is it called Moria? No, no, it's not. It's Khazad-dum. Yeah. We also get no Imladris, which well, is I mean, important. Not Mordor. We don't have Mordor. Oh. It's not named Mordor. No, Mor- no Mordor, Sorry. yes. Yes. No Mordor. I guess the 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 uh, reversion to Khazad-dum suggests that they were not being fast and loose with the name Moria. Right. Well, or at least they're being intentional. They might be fast and loose with the dates, but but yeah, not not with the actual uh, transmission. And yeah, uh, where's um, I'm on Lunk. Oh, I just saw that. I'm on Lunk. Yeah, I'm missing. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm like. Is it further blanking. south? I'm on Lunk here. Dalguldur. Oh, there it is. It's the it's the mountain that becomes Dalguldur. Right. Right. Yes. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. Um, where do we get that from? What? Where does where does that come from? Is that an unfinished tales thing? Amon Lunk. I don't remember. Where hmm. do we get it? Can somebody can somebody tell me where, where that one comes from? I don't remember where that one comes in. Unfinished tales. Yeah. Okay. Tony and Chris both said they think yeah. Unfinished Tales. Yeah, somewhere okay. in Unfinished Tales. Apparently there's is a it, lot of there's a it, lot of place names, I guess, in Unfinished Tales that we don't see anyplace else. Is it in the the bits where it's giving us the background on uh, uh, like um, Orifer and you know, like uh, the Yeah, the discussion of Merkwood in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, the men in oh, the disaster of the garden fields. Okay, in the disaster of the garden fields. Okay, okay, great, great. Thank you. Um, I love these. Told Morwen, told Fuin, and told Himling. Yes, I was about to. I wanted wanted to ask about those. Yeah, uh, so you can uh, notice the emphasis of the Beleriand map that lies beneath the sea here, right? We've got mm-hmm. the Hill of Himring. We've got the top parts of, uh, uh, of Dorthonian, of Tolnufuin, right? And Tolmorwin, of course, the grave of the hapless there. Um, uh, 
that they're there is not a an invention. That they're labeled, that they've cho- that they chose to label those is really fascinating. Yeah, that um, is fascinating because it's kind of only relevant if you care about the first age, right? If you care about that earlier material, uh, and that is, I think I. I I would I, I would list these three names as some of the most tantalizing material uh, mm-hmm. like yeah. labels on this whole thing mm-hmm. because like why do these names does Morwen the name Morwen appear anywhere in Lord of the Rings appendix or Tol, unfinished tales Tol Morwen Tol Morwen is mentioned but where is, is it, it or is it, is it mentioned in the Akalabeth and not in the in the in the some you know the Akalabeth of Silmarillion and not Hmm. Don't remember. Don't remember. By the way, I should, uh, while we're on the subject, I should probably plug, if you go to the Signum University YouTube channel, I did a (laughs) a full chapter-by-chapter read-through of Unfinished Tales, like we discussed our way through Unfinished Tales years ago now. That was about four years ago. Um, Still the same book, though. Uh, And um, that was a really, really fun class. So if 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 you've never been able to do all of unfinished tales and and uh, you want a little uh accompaniment uh to it. you you want you want some company going through it i strongly recommend our unfinished tales it's in the Mythgard academy section uh of the, yeah, really the signum university youtube channel uh and you can, you can and i want to give a shout out to our archivists here that are live researching as we talk yeah thank you <laughs> thank you thank you for that chris says awesome. that uh chris pearson says he's not even sure that tom morwin is in is in the atlas of middle earth is in is in fonstad um caden says tom morwin is in unfinished tales index it's in oh. the index oh oh brought in on the technicality oh man <laughs> Oh, talk about skin of your legal teeth. Holy cow. Let's oh, it see. isn't. He said it isn't. Oh, it's I'm not. sorry. Kate okay, said it's it not. isn't. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I don't see it. I don't see You're it. not seeing Tom Morwen None of his tales. Okay. It's in Even the Atlas. Exciting. Now we're Now we're playing with, oh, the Atlas? It is in the Atlas? Okay. Page 38. Oh, that was the same Jeremy page I was found referring it. Jeremy Hinchcliffe found it. Okay. Yeah, that was the same page I was referring to about the the eastern side. Oh, that, yep, that yep, brings yep. another hypothesis. Yeah. Yep, all three are there. What if they only got the rights to the Atlas? <laughs> and, and not unfinished tales at all? Yeah. Well, they do have a pretty a pretty <laughs> detailed map of Numenor, which I thought, oh, that's where they got the names from. It's on page 43. But of course... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I kind of feel like that has to be a competing hypothesis here. You know, this like, <laughs> oh, well, if they have these names, they must have unfinished tales. But oh, can you imagine they got these names, approval? <laughs> if every one of these names is in the Atlas, I think we have to consider that as an alternative hypothesis. They just got the rights to some maps. That would be it. That would from be Bonstad, a funny right? round. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. Um. Yeah, exactly. So Chris is suggesting that if they're drawing on the Atlas as the source for their maps, that would explain both these islands and also the Orokarni, which is what these mountains yeah. are over here in the in the yeah, in the east. Right. Um, uh, that yeah. still is a little problematic, though, because she got approval from the estate, right? I mean, that's like, I mean, if they're doing an end run and just going to her, that opens her up for problem so i it's just all it's fishy to me i don't so, know well zach makes uh, a great it makes point. me wonder it, 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 it the question it raises for me is it raises the specter of the um ah, interesting 
of the rogue marketing department again. Like, <laughs> oh, what do we got? Uh, we got Lord of the Rings. We got a bunch of appendices. We got some maps. What would be a great map? Atlas of Middle Earth. Hey, dude. Hey, guys. Look what I found. Atlas of Middle Earth. Woohoo! I reject it. I reject this. No, it's to, to, come on. Let's not start. Let's not start here. Like, come on. Let's let's. I'm going to. I'm going to presume that they know what they're doing until proven otherwise. Otherwise, it's just not fun. Um, right. But yeah, it, it Chris the... the point. I think you know, money talks. You know, art or money. Remember, was is the it, uh, is the Tolkien family motto, right? Uh, <laughs> It does, well, it does raise the question, of. though, that that what exactly <laughs> if so? So I think that Tom Morwin is a great example here, where there's no story, there's no characters, no nothing they can do with it, no nothing they can tell for based on if we assume they have unfinished tales, but not the Silmarillion. What can they tell? How did? But then we find out, oh, actually, it doesn't even appear in unfinished tales, but it does appear in the maps. Okay, probably they got rights to the maps, maybe via the Atlas or whatever. But it does raise the question, why, you know, th- th- uh, this is a case like Tom Morrowind where it really does look to me like it's an Easter egg. Like, I, yeah. it's hard yeah. to imagine they're going to do well, anything figure, like this. Yeah. I figure in the incredibly dramatic footage of the drowning of Numenor, in which these also get drowned, you know, they'll show them getting drowned. That's their significance. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. um, Chris makes a great point. He says, notice that there is no Westron on this map anywhere. Like, even the Misty oh Mountains are not called the Misty Mountains. They're called the, Hith- the Hithiglir, right? So yeah, every uh, single right. name here is in um, uh, a non-Westron language or other, right? Mm. Mostly Elvish languages. Um, Khazad-dum, of course, is a, is, is a difference. Um, well, that's because, you know, yeah. now we have Celebrimbor there and they're friends, so they, you know, right. they gave him the dwarf name. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah. And whatever exactly. Gundabad is. Yeah, I don't know what Gundabad is. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever Gundabad is. <clears throat> Gundabad is uh, from The Hobbit, right? Which is why it doesn't fit exactly. Um, so, well, you know, you and Mike and, uh, Mike Drought and Chris Pearson are going to be talking Thursday. I have going to be really surprised if this doesn't come up at least for a little bit of a Probably topic. we'll talk about it a little bit, but of course we haven't even talked about Numenor yet. Um, we get Numenor divided into its five sections. Um, and, uh, we get both Romena and Armenelos. So Armenelos, of course, is the city of the king. This is the capital of Numenor. Um, uh, we've got the Middle Tarma. I said five sections, six sections, including the Middle Mar, yeah, uh, the, the, the central lands. Uh, the Middle Tarma, the high point there, uh, upon which is the, uh, the, the, the hallow to Iluvatar. Um, El Delonde, Romena, and Armenelos here. Um, so, um, anyway. In my so I, I know a, a lot of people were excited to see Numenor on the map. I'm pretty excited to see Numenor on the map too. But again, I feel like I don't even need to see Numenor on the map after we saw the rest of this. It's very yeah. clear uh, that this is a Second Age map, um, and about when in the Second Age it is. Right, we're talking about around the career of Aldarion, uh, uh, the the Mariner from Aldarion and Arendis, 
and of course around the time of the forging of the rings, uh, which is fairly clear, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, so, um, uh, which is a pretty dramatic time of Middle Earth history. So, make it for a good show. This is a Lord of the Rings show, right? So, it doesn't seem too hard to make a stab here, like. We're going to start around the time of the forging of the rings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what it suggests, right? That's what this time frame. I mean, if when you look at the time frame, which is clearly indicated by this map, <laughs> and we're talking about a Lord of the Rings show, I mean, you know, that's like, yes, we can think like, oh, maybe they're going to do like the whole story of Numenor, or like they're going to really highlight the story of Numenor. I doubt it. I mean, is it going to be, fo- are, are the Numenorians going to be involved? Yeah. I mean, we actually have Numenor itself on the map. We've changed the scale of the map so as to include Numenor in its relative position, right? So we're not just showing like a little inset with Numenor or something like that. We're showing the world. And this is an unusual... You don't usually see this, right? You don't usually see a map that just contains both Numenor uh, and um, uh, and Middle-earth. So, or the Great Land. Well, and, um, you know, if we're talking about the rings, and by the way, Zachary reminds us, and this is true, that they released lines from the poem every time they put one of these maps out, right? Right. Or they released the whole poem, I think. But um, uh, Sauron created the ring before he was taken, quote unquote, hostage to Numenor. So, yes. yeah, I mean, you would expect to see Numenor on the map. I mean, that was right. the whole. Which means that. we will, we can, I mean, Numenor is obviously going to be, you know, a, a major subplot, one would think, right? Because if we're going to start with the career of Sauron in the forging of the rings, then you've got to think that we're probably not just going to skim over the fall of Numenor, right? His time in Numenor and and the fall of Numenor. So that's kind of got to be involved. But again, to go back to map four, right? Which is clearly not... um, And, you know, this is... You know, we're we're, we're forward. Interesting. Um, Chris has an interesting theory. He thinks this, I think Tony said this earlier too. I have a theory that the series is almost certainly planned for multiple seasons, which we know it is. I think it's like five. I think they've got so far, mm-hmm. and each one will be a separate story, sort of like Fargo or True Detective. And uh, Tony had said that earlier too. He thought it'd be like an anthology. Right. Right. Yeah. So if we have um, this suggests this is obviously the earliest thing that we have, right? Um, so th- if they're going to go in chronological order. This suggests that this will be what season one at least will start with. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Because at the very least, you could say something like, um, you know, forging of the rings, map five, last Alliance, map four. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that would kind (laughs) of work. Valerian map tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, assuming we don't get a Valerian map tomorrow. Exactly. Oh my god! Exactly. Um, so, oh boy, if we do, my brain is going to even more explode if we get a Valerian map. Oh my god! So, so what do you think? Um, like five seasons? I, I I'm honestly, uh, I'm thinking less anthology, true detective, and more. Um, uh, Game of Thrones, like I think that's the model they'll follow, which is, which is anthology-ish in the sense that it's not the same. You know that there are main characters. Focus, the focus who, changes. 
yeah, they span the whole series, but they introduce new characters and people get more or less screen time. Right. You know, there's some seasons where you're like, wow, that person wasn't even in this season at all. I'm thinking that, and now I'm starting to think, I wonder if maybe, yeah, they're just going to span the creation of the, the forging of the rings through the last alliance and the fall of Sauron. Yeah, if, if that's the shape of... Now, now, Dave, do you think that's the shape of seasons one through five or of season one? How much do you think oh, they're teasing? Oh, seasons one through five. One through I think five. that oh, really? would be the series. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep, um, I think that could be the series right there. It certainly... I mean, there's enough, goodness knows, especially if you're going to get into the drama of Numenor, because there's a... Between Aldarion, the, the Mariner, and the fall of Numenor, there's a yeah. lot of Numenorean drama in there, right? A lot of yeah. Numenorean drama yet to come. Um, yeah. So there's plenty there um, uh, to do uh, where you could have, you you can easily have a number of climactic points, right? Um, uh, in there to end earlier seasons. <laughs> Jared. Jared says that's on 1,841 years. Is that enough to fill five seasons? <laughs> you could probably do it. You could probably do it. Um, yeah. So, so okay, let's see. Uh, James Tauber is, uh, is uh, projecting here. Okay. Season one, Eregion and its fall. Right. Season two, the fall of Numenor. Oh. And season three, The Last Alliance. That's a three-season divide. How would we divide it into five, though? Um. If we the first, well, I think you're going to want to see the fall of Isildur, don't you think? So, I mean, it would probably go past the Last Alliance to some extent, because the One Ring, the Ring gets lost, right? Or would that? Are you lumping that into the Last Alliance as part of that? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking you probably want to finish with a climactic final <laughs> battle. I mean, they're, they're not. Let's, let's be honest. They're not making this for us. They're making this for, for a, you know, the 140 zillion billion people who are watching Game of Thrones, most of whom never read those books. Right. And those folks are going to want a climactic battle at the end. Um, and they would find, like, following Isildur, you know, on his adventures afterwards. Well, no, I don't think, that I don't think they would do that. I think they would compress the timeline and it would be Isildur coming back from the battle and he would lose it then. I mean, they wouldn't do the whole time in, in, gone, you know, in Minas Tirith and stuff. I, right. The reason I'm thinking it is because of the ring. Because it begins with the ring and it ends with the ring, and the last scene is the ring falling in, you know, into the river. Because we where we pick it up again is in Jackson with Smeagol finding it. We do get the Gladden Fields, not by that name, but we do. I mean, it's on a, it's on, it is on the map. Um, now that's not to say it can't be compressed. Oh, true, but, true, um, true. It's a good point. I mean, and I think if you done... make Isildur a um, sympathetic enough character, I think you could have a pretty poignant ending post battle. If we're going you know? from, if we're going from, uh, um, yeah, you're you're right. I, I, that on. could work. That yeah. could work. You could have um, the war of the the battle could actually be like the the, the penultimate of episode Field. of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It could be the penultimate episode, and you could yeah, finish with the epilogue. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Chris. Yeah, like that could work really well. And, and it wouldn't be a long one. It would be just at the very end, you know, like yeah. a really sad ending. And the ring falls into the, you know, falls into the river. That's what I was going to say. What was that? Uh, 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 I don't remember. Yeah. So, because um, remember, I, I do. So let, let's think yeah. for a second back to um, the Numenor story. Is he? Is he? 
talking about is Zelda, right? Chris calls him Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Chris, I was thinking the same thing. If we're doing the Numenorean stuff, we get a lot with Isildur, right? Yes, from, from like young yeah. teenage Isildur stealing the fruit of the tree, right? Right. Um, uh, as he's, you know, leaving, I mean, he's he's quite young at the time and, and very boldly. Right. So we can see the young hero Isildur and, and uh, uh, it would be easy to, to be able to bring that through. Um, uh, to oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. The, now that you've now that you've brought that up and tr- and thinking about yeah. um, your proposal, Trish, with the finishing with the Gladdenfields. Yep, this is going to be the story of Isildur and the House of Elendil. This has yeah. to be. House of Elendil. Yeah, it, it I think so. I think Elendil, I bet, I bet Elendil and his sons are going to be a, a real focal point. The, the Isildur is going to be their Jon Snow character. <laughs> but remember, <laughs> oh yeah, there's a gap, right? We, I mean, again, based on unfinished tales, right? We have a bunch of stuff around the time of Alderion because of the story of Alderion and, and Arendis, right? And that's a very attractive story for a couple reasons. One, because it's a major turning point in the history of Numenor because it's the time when they begin to interact with Middle-earth for the first time, right? Um, and begin to connect with Círdan. We, we, we begin and with Círdan and with, uh, uh, with Gilgalad. So we begin to get the, like, the seeds of the Last Alliance. And the whole, like, the shadow is rising and something is going on here in Middle-earth and uh, we're concerned and many of the people of Numenor think they shouldn't care, but Alderian uh, does think that they should care. So that time is a really important time in the story of uh, Numenor, whether they're going to do the full story of Alderian and Arendis, and why wouldn't they? What are they going to take? Like, oh, well, so Tolkien wrote this really interesting love story. Let's chuck that right the heck out, though, right? Who needs that? (laughs) I can't imagine a film adaptation doing that. Um, Anyway, yeah, so we've got the story of Alderian, right? Uh, And this, and which, of course, also roughly coincides with the time of the Forging of the Rings, right? So we have that whole area. We've got Aldarion in Numenor, we've got uh, Gilgalad and Elrond uh, and Círdan and Galadriel. Oh boy! Yeah. Right in middle in Middle Earth. So I, I, I'm go, I'm talking about the earlier map, and I should I should go back there, right? Um, so we've got because we've got Galadriel's associated with a bunch of places around in here, and we've got Khazad-dûm here. So we've got the fall of the, we, we we've got the dwarves and the 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 delving too deeply and the potential uh-huh. awakening of Durin's bane down the road. Um, so uh-huh. there's plenty for season one in the if you divide if if we think of like two, two snapshots or not snapshots exactly, but two segments of the history of Numenor, the Aldarian segment, and then the Arpharazon and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Amandil and Elendil, the mm-hmm, end, mm-hmm. right? The fall of mm-hmm. Numenor yep. section. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Those are the two most obviously adaptable and not just obviously mm-hmm. adaptable, like the stuff we get any information about between this and the Akalabeth. We have plenty to do right. at least one full season, right? In, right. in right. Particularly when you do the overlap of what's happening at around the time uh, there in, in, uh, in Middle Earth. So what, what for, for the, our fire zone story and stuff, what, what, would they have access to if they don't have access to the to the Silmarillion? Do you do you think there's any chance that they would give them part like give them? Let's say they say you can't have the Silmarillion, but you can't have the Akala. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could, could do that. Could they do that? I don't even know. You know, like I would think. I mean, 
the state, I mean, state slash Christopher, they own the copyright to all of it. They could certainly parcel out, you know, pieces as opposed to entire books, I would think. I mean, like what is possible or, 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 or yeah, what I is not. I mean, I, yeah, I would think it's possible. How likely do I think it is? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I mean. Yeah. Chris says, you know, he thinks they could say second age, but not first. The, um, the are yeah i mean no question they could do whatever i mean the 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 estate could choose to parcel out rights i would imagine however they wanted to um they could draw up the contract in however much detail they wanted i imagine um i would also imagine that the estate even if the estate is still focused on wanting to like protect the silmarillion might be willing to cut the akalabeth adrift because most of it, i mean not in the same detail but the story is outlined in in some detail in the appendices uh, of right. the Lord of the Rings, right? right. So most right. of the basic story we get already. So it's not like you know, like what do they have to gain from holding on to the Akalabith? Right? You might as well let the Akalabith go. Um, I I could imagine that. I could imagine that. Um, Chris Chris pause, uh, is wondering, and I think we are too, and we're going to have this particular thing to ad- address ourselves, is which which uh, Galadriel story we're, they're going to go with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's really one of the very interesting questions. And this is, uh, if you watch the, the Unfinished Tales um, uh, little open class I did uh, in Mythgard Academy that I was alluding to, I did a whole breakdown of the, like, four different versions of Galadriel that he was positing, like, four different versions of Galadriel's backstory. Um, It's, yeah, it's really interesting to see which one they're going to come down with. I don't see any obvious evidence yet uh, in the maps that is, like, a dead giveaway as to which one they'll be doing, but... He may says he wondering which Tolkien scholars have been reported missing because they've been <laughs> locked up by Amazon. <laughs> Good question. Good question. Going to be counting noses, you know, and uh, yeah. You know, we do have you know we do have a thing here. I mean, they're going to be casting for this like a decade before we do. So I hope we don't get you know affected in our casting. Yeah, well, that's going to be hard to avoid. But then again, we will have cast half the like living actors of the world at that time. So, you know, <laughs> actually some of our actors that we cast may have passed on by the time. We... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be one of the challenges, uh, with film film, but, um, uh, anyway, um, so, so yeah, I, I think I do agree the framework that we're getting. I mean, I could imagine, I could imagine a one season trajectory that goes from the forging of the rings to the battle of the last Alliance. Right. I, I think you could you do said one that. season. One season. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, just to, just to, 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 to throw out there a potential counterbalance to the five season theory that this is showing all five, the span of all five of the seasons. I still think that's more likely though, because I could see it one season if it's focused on Sauron. Right, if it's Sauron's story, uh, principally, and it mostly skips the Numenor bit, right, uh, and so we have like the early part of the season, which is the Anatar Celebrimbor stuff, and then goes through um, the uh, the uh, the betrayal and the war in Eregion, uh, and then you know down skipping a bit brother to the last Alliance uh, and the battle of the last Alliance. I I can imagine a shape that could work for that, but there is so much 
Numenorean emphasis, even on this map, as we were saying, with the way that they were teasing it along, along the coastline and uh, and things like that. I, 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 it's hard. And then, of course, with the actual inclusion of of Numenor uh, on the map itself, they're obviously not skipping the Numenorean bits. Um, so I think it seems pretty clear that they're not doing. If they're not skipping the Numenorean bits, then it becomes very, very difficult for me to see how they're how they would do this in one season. So. Chris asked a good question. Chris's question is: Do you keep Anatar's identity secret early on, or is that to Chancellor Palpatine? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a a challenging parallel to avoid, really, right? Yeah. Because. Um, uh, well, unless, of course, I guess it depends on how. <laughs> Which makes Caleb Brimbor Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a parallel I wasn't anticipating. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, it depends on where the story is focused, right? I could imagine, for instance,. It would be kind of interesting, actually. Wouldn't it be kind of interesting to not really... Like, what if Celebrimbor is not is sort of a very minor character? What if the focus of the action is primarily on, like, Aldarian, Gilgalad, Círdan, and Elrond out here on the coast? And they're hearing rumors, and they're hearing stories, and so we're getting reports out of Eregion. Um And we might get some glimpses and things, but, but it's not like Celebrimbor is not the main character. Right. Um, he's a minor character and it's mostly this, you know, uncertain uh, thing that's going on so that we'd hear about Anatar, but it wouldn't be this. They wouldn't be pulling the same um, Chancellor Palpatine plot line. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So. But I, heard, I saw people saying, like, you know, five maps, five seasons. There aren't five maps. There are two maps. Um, there's one map with progressively more detail. Maps one through four are the same map with um, uh, more details added and nothing changed, just added. We're kind of moving backwards, kind of sort of backwards in time. I mean, the first map was completely blank, I understand, but it just seems like we're going backwards in time. I mean, at it, least might with the last... it, it might feel like that, but I don't think we are. I, I, I don't think we are. I think we are... Um... Uh, I, I think that it's just refining our sense of where we are, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, there's no, I, I see no difference in those. I get, there's no subtraction. There's no alteration uh, that I can see. It's just the same map with an additional level, level of, of, of detail and then an additional level of detail. So, again, it seems to me just a teaser thing, which, of course, is how it was revealed, right? We're going we're, we're, we're gonna to reveal this map one layer at a time, and that's how right. they revealed oh. it. Um, right. which is, which is, which was dramatic, but it doesn't make it four different maps. It makes it one map, which is, you know, uh, which was, uh, uh, you know, revealed in this, uh, uh, in this layer by layer strip tease as we went along. Um, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Chris, they were, they were uh, lulling us into a false sense of security with a gradual tease. And then all of a sudden uh-huh. the plot twist of the release of the totally different map here, uh, in the second age was, uh, extremely dramatic. Um, hey, it was by the way, you know, to, one to, of the, draw one of the things that you were talking about with, uh, you know, ending the first season with the last Alliance, that still gives us time somewhere in seasons two through five to have adventures of young Aragorn. Theoretically. I mean, that's it. Like yeah. the question is, what are they? So 
they've 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 announced that they're planning five seasons. Of course, that doesn't mean they're going to stop it necessarily after five right. seasons. Uh, right. But uh, they're planning to to you know they're gonna they're gonna do five seasons. Um, it would be hilarious if they never even got to Young Aragorn by season five. You know, <laughs> um, I, I wonder. I'm going back to who was it? James, Tony, somebody was giving us a three. James was giving us a three season breakdown. Eregion and its fall, fall of Numenor, last alliance. Last alliance. And although yeah. that doesn't fit with the idea that this these maps represent all five uh, seasons, that makes a lot of sense to me. Again, like the two segments, the two exciting segments of Numenor, right? Um, the Aldarian segment, Aldarian slash Eregion segment uh, of history, and then the fall, um, and then the Last Alliance. That obviously has to come in too, leading up to the battle. And by the by, the Last Alliance, I would I would include the disaster at the Gladden Fields there as well. Um, so, if we have, if that's what we have, um, then. Um, there's um, still a lot of really rich material to go through lots. at the beginning of the Third Age up to the time of the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. You know, I mean, you've got not just Aragorn, but his father, you know, and the Rangers of the North doing what they're doing. And, uh, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that could, that they could cover. Smeagol yeah. and, you know. James uh, James argues uh, that there would uh, be... A, as an old bazaar, by the way. Yeah, true. Sorry. True. There would be a nice symmetry uh, here, he says. You know, season one, Sauron deceives, deceives the elves. Season two, Sauron deceives men. Season three, <laughs> elves and men get together to fight against Sauron. Um, uh, so, yeah, there, there would certainly yeah. be... There's, 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 there's lots to do. If, if they're going to go back this far, um, I, you know... There's the whole third age stretches out before us, you know. Chris is getting excited. Chris, yeah. Chris is getting excited. Arnor Angmar War, Wayne Riders, Aeoril and Kyrian. There is so much yeah. to do. Uh, the coming of the yeah. Astari, Tony. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, there's um, there's uh, there's a lot there, and how can you possibly get to Young Aragorn even by season five? Right. I mean. Now, first of all, keep in mind, we have no idea whether they're done teasing, right? We might still have a couple maps to come in this sequence. That's have true. they said they, they're done? Have they said this is no, it? No, there's probably nine, nine maps to go with the nine rings, I bet you. Perhaps. <laughs> Not nine knows? rings. Not, knows? There's more than nine rings. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris says, plus we're assuming they're only doing yeah. stories that have oh, already been told. told. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and... Entwives, uh, Chris. The map oh, was, it, was it map four? Chris uh, was saying before that the uh, 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 the brownlands look the brownlands. Yeah, look, uh, look, look. Oh, in map five, yeah, uh, are looking uh, yeah nice and fertile here. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Kat. I did see the "Welcome to the Second Age" tweet after mm-hmm. Map Five. That doesn't necessarily say it's the end of the sequence. Um, it does suggest it's a climactic moment. Whether that means, you know, this is. At, at, I'd be a little surprised if uh, they were. They did map. They, they did 
earlier than map five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really interesting if the map that they slowly unveiled there in map four, uh, you know, the map four being the, the final version of it, if this is like the middle map, right? The basically the sort of last alliance map here. Um, uh-huh. If this is the middle map, and this is the early map, and then they're still going to release a later map uh, to show the end point of se- of of the five seasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon says he thinks the welcome to Second Age was basically to say, "Yes, that's Numenor you see on this map. It's not a mistake." Not a mistake. <laughs> do not. Ad- do not adjust your phone. You are, in fact, seeing Numenor on this map. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say that our Maverick marketers, this has got to have been like a culmination of a campaign. I mean, this yeah. because what's happened is exactly what they wanted to happen is the jungle drums are just beating like crazy, yeah. having put this, this last map out. So this is definitely a culmination of something. They may shift their next campaign to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to certainly go silent. I mean, but but, you know. I don't, we may not see maps may go to something else. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, we should probably, and we could keep speculating all night about what stories they might do and, and, and what they might not do, but we don't have any further evidence, uh, than this. When we get some further evidence, we'll get back together again and, and talk more. Um, well, so we'll just post a map that will completely disprove everything we say. Anyway, so. For, yeah, incorporating future information is part of the fun. Um, and also a little a little plug, um, although it won't be about this particular topic, but Corey and Mike Drought, right, and Chris are getting together at the Lord of the Rings uh, headquarters, right, yeah, Thursday. The, the Lotro headquarters. 11 o'clock yeah. Eastern. Yep. And they'll be on the Lotro stream. Trich, poof, the Lotro stream Twitch channel talking. And those ch- conversations are always awesome. I don't care if you've never even seen the Lord of the Rings online <laughs> or ever see it. You don't need to. They're still awesome conversations. It is a lot of fun. Always getting together with Mike and Chris. Always looking forward to that again. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be this coming Thursday, the 14th of March at 11 o'clock on uh, twitch.tv slash Lotro stream. So thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. Again, we're, we, we don't have any plans um, we've decided that the way we're going to approach the Amazon series is not to plan. We're just going to react. We're not going to plan. So, uh, of right, course, so with the revelation of, of Amazon Map 5, we had to respond, and here we are. So uh, we will come back again. Uh, the best way to make sure you don't miss this kind of thing, you can subscribe to our Signum U Twitch channel, um, and of course follow uh, Mythgard and Signum's uh, social media channels, and they will always keep you apprised of broadcasts of this sort as well so uh thanks everybody and thanks uh chris pearson from uh from the Lord of the rings online for joining us also here by text uh here tonight um and thanks everybody for 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 being able to make it and participating in our discussion much more to come over however many years we we will we will have here until uh, uh we actually get stuff here but thanks everybody and we'll see you guys soon good night bye bye